the employees who are working with our organization and also your respective organizations, they depend on you to be strong and continue to move forward, find a way to um, find some sort of income and um, be able to pay them. You're listening to Wicked Thoughts, a podcast by Flair Castro. This show is dedicated to helping founders and professionals understand business trends, social media, digital lifestyle, and how to be a better entrepreneur. Let's start learning in three, two, one. Welcome everyone to Wicked Thoughts. I'm your host, Flair Castro, and with me is my co-host for this season, Miss Coney Barrientos Carey. Hi, Miss Coney. Hi, Miss Flair. Hi, everyone. And once again, I'm proud to be here with Miss Flair. We were absent last week, but we were back with the vengeance. So as promised, since we're back with the vengeance, it's only right that we have an amazing guest, and I've been begging Miss Flair to get him <laughs> on the program. Because um, it would be the you'd be the best person to talk about recovery. Exactly. So I would like to present someone who has been a pillar of the hotel and industry, uh, hotel and restaurant industry in in Cebu. He is the executive vice president of let me just say they have the best tablia in the city, um, Golden Prince Hotel, and he is an assessor for the. Hotel, Resorts, and Restaurants Association of the Philippines in Cebu Chamber of Commerce. Please welcome Mr. Aaron Q. Hi, sir. Hi, sir. <laughs> we love it when you say that, sir. That's very like on brand and very and localized. Like, localized. Like, right. the, the pride in the Cebuano tradition. Thank you, sir. Aaron. Pride. I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> so now before we proceed to our discussion, I'd like to take a moment, just a quick moment to thank our sponsors. 30 Media, of course, our very own boutique social media and digital agency here in Cebu. Aleph Talent Solutions of Misconi, a consulting firm that helps you scale your business effectively and efficiently. Grow Libro, an invoicing platform for small businesses. And Content Dash app, an app to help you create your social media calendars better. And of course, to our podcast partner, the company, our favorite co-working space here in Cebu. Now, for our viewers and listeners of the show to get to know you more, Sir Aaron, so I would like to ask you, how would you describe your brand or maybe Golden Prince brand in a few sentences? Golden Prince Hotel is actually a homegrown hospitality brand that has been operating in Cebu since 2006. Our sister property, Golden Valley Hotel in downtown, Mm-mm. has been operating since 1994. So with this homegrown type of background, we are very family-oriented. Some of our values are very God-centered. So the way we like train our employees are sort of in that manner as well. And um, being one of the active companies in the community, we are very much involved with other organizations Cebu Chamber of Commerce, we're part of HRAC, that's the Hotel, Resort, and Restaurant Association. Um, We work very closely with the DOT, the Department of Tourism, and Department of Health, of course, DOH, with all the safety protocols that have to be in place now, especially during the pandemic. So this is basically what we do in terms of working with community, the business organizations, and NGOs, the local government units, not to mention no, Cebu City and Cebu Province. We Mm-mm. were also having these dialogues with them. And that's Golden Prince Hotel in a snapshot. 
So you're a collaborative organizations, uh, organization, I mean, and then you work with the community and that's basically you are like pure Cebuano hospitality, like you've been mentioning. Now, of course, our, our, our topic for today is really quite interesting for us with Miss Coney, no? because our previous guests, we've always been talking about hiring and technology, yeah. mm-hmm. which of course we want to discuss also in this episode. But um, how about you, sir? How are you? How's the hospitality industry? And what do you foresee with the road to recovery for our community, for the business community in Cebu? During the bear months of 2020, I'm talking about quarter four, mm-hmm. August, September onwards, there was a little bit of hope because you saw people have a little bit of this Christmas spirit. They yeah. they start to visit around. They start to, to bond with the um, relatives or even their friends that they haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. During that period, we, we came up with a program known as Regroup, Reconnect, and Reunite. So... Mm-hmm. Regrouping of small um, individuals from different organizations. So they're basically regrouping, trying to discuss different topics together, reconnect, re- reconnecting with different um, peers that you have in the industry, reuniting different loved ones. During that period in quarter four, we saw, okay, there is a chance for this to um, recover somehow. Fast forward to the beginning of 2021, you you would all agree that the Sinolog that we just experienced is unlike any other. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. There used to be this More solemn version. There used to be this energy <laughs> in the past. Mm. And basically what we experienced was something more of solemn, um, a bit more quiet. So there was a bit more time for the different folks to go and pray and some of the locals to to drive, actually. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so, you mentioned you drove around, Deba. Right? I, I, I <laughs> drove around with, with some of our relatives. And that is something very rare, especially on a Sinulog day. Mm-hmm. Um, Valentine's was somehow different because even though you saw people dining at your restaurants, it's a different volume of people compared to the past. So after quarter four of last year, you are starting to see people sort of normalize back into regular flows or routines. Mm -hmm. Christmas was Christmas, but we are faced with reality right now. So if you're asking me about um, prospects, um, I don't mean to be negative somehow. I just want to be a realist. Mm -hmm. We have a long road ahead. Not just me being in speaking on behalf of the hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. It's, Basically, all of us um, within Cebu or mm-hmm. uh, within other businesses as well, Mm-mm. others could also feel the same sen- sentiments. So when you say a long road ahead, there is this talks on vaccination will help solve everyone's worries and problems. You see news in other countries where their vaccination programs are very fast. Cool. But yeah. in reality, vaccination is yet but just one solution to recovery. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, we as entrepreneurs, as business owners, even the MSMEs that mm-hmm. we are working with, the suppliers, yeah. no? mm-hmm. the ones who supply our raw materials and all that, mm-hmm. they depend on different sets of entrepreneurs to move forward together in the mm-hmm. economy. Um, 
the employees who are working with our organization and also your respective organizations, they depend on you to be strong and continue to move forward, find a way to um, find some sort of income and Mm -mm. um, be able to pay them. So Mm -hmm. yes, tourism and hospitality has been badly hit and we are trying to to cope with the situation. Mm -hmm. You've seen the trends of um, locals moving towards like resorts, seeing the beaches, seeing the mountains, because they want to see all those, the the lovely view. They miss Mm -hmm. the fresh air. Um, They don't want to be stuck in the the house for too long. Mm -mm. We in the city, the guests that do come here, come for a different reason. Mm -mm. Um, They come here not for a vacation. They actually come here to to conduct commerce, no? They go there for business. They have coffee sessions. Um, I want to catch up with you about all this paperwork, Mm -hmm. etc. Can we have a collab with you? So those are the type of conversations that you feel in in Golden Prince. Mm -mm. And so we are in the industry for a different reason. And the others are are there for their own purposes, for staycations, Mm -hmm. for holidays, etc. We are there for um, commerce, connection. Um, We have a lot of seminars from different hmm. clients there both yeah. government and also That's the what private noticed, sector sir. like you do have a lot of that Uh-oh. yeah you have a lot of that which i think is um i think it's genius because it's a niche that you you really got into because typically if you see hotel if you like see hotels like you know people stay there they're tourists they stay there um they have rooms and then they go out in your case, like you get them, as you said, you get them to collaborate at uh, Golden Prince, and you like show off the best and you know the best of Cebu, and what oh. we have to offer. That's what I miss about Golden Prince. I miss doing yoga at Golden Prince. Um, your spa is like I loved your spa. Like definitely, this is just me. Like you know, missing being able to go there. Um, that's why, sir, when you mentioned about. Um, the long road to recovery. This is something that I've wanted to ask. When did you know that, pardon my, my language, when did you know that we were screwed? That this is going to be a hard road ahead? Oh. That's a nice and honest question. And I love that. <laughs> I'm going to answer it also very upfront, okay? <laughs> let's, let's rewind the clock. Let's rewind the clock back to... Um, 2020 Mm-mm. or even 2019 quarter four 2019 or quarter four um, you ask a lot of business people yeah. 2019 was oh this is my year yeah this is our year. So <laughs> I felt that too people, right Based, like we're like, oh, yeah, like we're this is gonna be a big year <laughs> it was yeah, so, but in a different way <laughs> so you ask everybody 2020 was this is gonna be my decade I'm going to own 2020, right? You got that feeling. (laughs) Yes. So when we saw the news in in China, um, a lot of people ignored it. A lot of people were thinking, uh, all right, this is just going to be a meme. It's going to be like Mm. some joke, etc. But um, within our executive core, Mr. Benny and the group, um, he said, you have to start planning for contingencies because when that when that um, virus is probably going to hit different parts of Asia, um, you might start feeling different effects because 
Um, at the time, there were quite a lot of tourists, huh? Yes. You yes. have quite a lot of mm. tourists from the. It was the beginning of like, um, Sinulog, I think, right? Like, yeah. It was like Sinulog oh. season, and then we were and accepting right tourists. Chinese New Year also. Yeah. Yeah. You could still feel the vibes. You could mm-hmm. still feel the vibes of Sinulog, um, Valentine's, even mm-hmm. Chinese New Year, mm-hmm. and that was all still being celebrated with a mix of clients, both right. um, local and also. The tourists, right? So mm-hmm. the city was filled with um, that group of people, or I would say Cebu province even. Mm, yeah. So, but during that period, at the back of your mind, you have to be ready. You kind of like, you knew something was going to happen because the very first DOH um, program that we had, we invited someone from the Department of Health. That was around just before Valentine's, mm-hmm. our very first. We, it was an awareness program. So it was this awareness program where it was telling employees that this is the possibility of what could happen um, in the future. Mm-hmm. So the reception that you got from employees before were like, okay, this is good information of what yeah. SARS-CoV-2 is, mm-hmm. etc. They were all taking notes, but mm-hmm. nothing serious at the time. So I hope that answers your yeah, true, question, Miss Tony. Sir, you are a visionary, definitely, because not a lot of companies and businesses took it as seriously as you did. The fact that you already had, uh, you know, the information drive, that's something. Because for the most part, majority of the people, even I thought like, yeah, it won't make it to Cebu. It's just going to be in China. It's just going to be in Taiwan. Yeah. Right? Like, Miss, we never thought, you know, it would get all. here. We never thought we'd be on lockdown for a year. Here, if you were still here yeah. during that time, a lot of our TVs were showing WHO. We were mm-hmm. showing a lot of yeah. um, certain like um, tips, mm-hmm. health tips, wash your hands and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it started was there that, very early. Because right? mm-hmm. so, we... I don't think we had that. Um, we did even the city, even you know the country didn't have that many information drives to begin with. True. When it started, so that's something, sir. That's amazing that you did but, that. Yeah, but I think we were already like a bit aware that we have yeah. to get ready with something because it mm. started. I mean, twenty twenty started with the you know Taal, right? Yeah. Was, yes, miss. Like, yes. That's what we're buying. It's like I, I thought, I really and, thought, sir, that was like a sign yeah. you'd miss of things to come. Like I'm very, in a way, like you know, my my dad, my dad's Spanish, but you know, ironically, he is big on feng shui. Despite being Spanish, and he's very superstitious, and like when things like that happen, it's like, okay, this is a signal that things are not going to go well for 2020. When Taal hit him, like, yeah, this is going to be a bad year, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. <laughs> no one expected it. Yeah, Nobody. Sure. We got blindsided. Yeah, <laughs> especially sir, in your case, like you are in the hotel, resorts, and restaurants association. Like, how was it like with the meetings? You know, when you yeah. were you, the, the group was finally realizing, oh, this is going to hit us badly. What was it like? Well, it depends which timeline you're talking about, mm-hmm. because during the pandemic, I'll be honest with you, the situation changes so quickly. Like, mm-hmm. you can. You could basically come up with like an encyclopedia of all the IATF, DOT, <laughs> DOH memos, Cebu City memos. It's basically this encyclopedia. <laughs> Sorry, that's so, I choked because that's so true. That's a good artifact <laughs> to show to the kids, right? Like this is how no bad. Thesis, thesis, sir. Hardbound. 
if I had it here, I, I would show you, but we never printed it. It's all foldered um, in our files. But that's what I'm saying. The, the situation changes so quickly. So that's why I ask you, which timeline are you interested in? Because if, if, you're, if you want to ask how the conversations were back in 2020 yeah. versus now, it's completely different. different. Yeah. Um, like right when, now, when the is, lockdown started, yeah. sir, what was the conversation like? When you were finally, like, you know, like from being a tourism capital to like definitely having everything drying up. There was a percentage that said this is just going to be like a month or two. Oh. If, you talk, if you look at the survey, so mm -hmm. there was a sense of optimism. March, April, mm. we'll be back by June. Mm -hmm. So, all right, all good. There was a percentage of folks that um, are still on the um, pessimistic side. Mm -hmm. Let's just close shop. Let's close shop. And um, once the lockdown is over, we'll get back up. Mm -hmm. There were some that were sort of like in the middle. Um, Golden Prince and Golden Valley were sort of in the middle where um, we wanted to continue operating because there were BPOs, there were organizations mm, yes. that have what we call a BCP, yes. the Business Continuity Plan. Mm. So a lot of their dialogues, they, contact, they also contacted us. Mm -mm. Um, so there was a bit of business for for hotels during that period, during that um, lockdown phase. Um, somehow we're grateful to, to those industries as well um, who have housed their employees mm. for that purpose. Mm. So there was that. The, I'd say the industry was like split, you see? Some are optimistic. It's just going to last a few months. Mm. Um, let's continue. There, there are others who are pessimistic. Let's just close down completely and then see what happens here. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, the most obvious thing to do would be continuing your renovation mm -hmm. efforts, um, your training programs. This is the best time to sharpen your employees' skills and knowledge. So a lot of that has, has happened during the um, early beginning of the pandemic mm -hmm. in March and April of 2020. So that, that was basically a year ago. Yeah, a year ago. Hmm. You you move forward. If you remember, there was a period where June we should open up the economy. Yeah. So yeah. there were businesses yeah. like, all right, we're gearing up. Let's let's continue to to get our employees come in and let's get ready for this grand opening, hmm. right? And all of a sudden, with the spike, um, it was like back to square one hmm. around June, June to July around that timeline. So. Um, I think the Bisaya word for that is this is sort of like an agak. Uh, mm. We are just trying to go with the, the motions of the pandemic. So go with the flow. Yeah. You can't really like plan for the whole year anymore. Yeah. I was telling Clear this that you can't plan a whole calendar of a whole year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you have to live with it a week at a time and you kind of adjust your your direction bit by bit. I, I'm not saying you do zero planning as in you don't plot mm. anything. What I'm trying to say is um, it can change in an instant. Sometimes the scenario might go to this, so you go with your contingency A. It might change mm. again, so you go to contingency B. Mm. So our, our mindset was very much like multi-path. Mm. 
Mm-mm. There's no like one platform mm-hmm. the whole year. So flexibility is key. See? <laughs> right. And I'm curious also, Sir Aaron, no? um, so with flexibility in mind, how were you able to manage staying up? I mean, compared from from other hotels are really like closed down. Yeah, there are hotels like, yeah, yeah. big hotels have folded and and closed. They decided to close, sir. How did you, how did you change your, your business model or like, how did you change your plans when that happened? All right. So one of the, the key things to do during that time was we, we had a lot of clients that missed the the food, no? Mm -mm. That missed the food. So, they were craving for um, some of our, of our dishes at Limon Buffet, um, Q Cafe, Kabilin, yep. etc. So during that period, the best thing you could do is give them some sort of like a portal. So we came up with food2go.goldenprincehotel.com Mm-mm. and they could order some of their, their favorite dishes there. Well, um, obviously the menu is very specific to... Um, a certain batch only, and sometimes it's very seasonal, meaning benignit comes once in a while. Sometimes you have mm-hmm. um, other dishes that come into the, the mix. Mm-hmm. So that was one way we pivoted because our strength, one of our strengths is basically the, the food and beverage aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our BPO friends here who, who were staying were craving for Stuff like milk, tea, and oh, um, yeah. and drinks. So we're able to offer we're them. We're craving, that. that's, huh? That's why I'm like, yeah. uh, I, I brought one your here. favorite matcha, of course. <laughs> I did, which I think is like really wiser because I think I'm not sure where it was. I feel it was in Singapore. A nurse ended up getting infected because she was craving boba milk tea, and she went out. Ended up getting infected. Oh, <laughs> it's the it's the worst <laughs> way to get COVID. Yeah, right. So I'm glad sir, you did that. That's why I like. I'm glad you're still doing that, especially the Sikwate. Because, like, I was just thinking, I was, like, talking to Miss Fair about it. I said, Miss Fair, I think, like, what Golden Prince and Sir Aaron is doing is really smart. They really pivoted very quickly. Whereas yeah. other hotels decided to closer. And these are, like, big brands, international mm-hmm. brands, and they decided to close or not operate. And then we see Golden Prince with, with all your photos of really great food. So that's why we're happy. That's why I asked Ms. Like, Ms. Flair, yeah. can we ask like Sir Aaron <laughs> to be a guest? Because it's amazing how he's pivoting. And and, and like it's very inspiring, sir. Like, um, so I was like telling Ms. Flair, I like talking to entrepreneurs like yourself who are really, really passionate about what you're doing and, and you're pivoting. And because that's I, I think that's what we really need right now because there's a lot of mental, emotional, and financial gymnastics True. that entrepreneurs are Just going gymnastics through. Gymnastics, the right <laughs> <laughs> Or given that, like, how are, you, yeah, how are you dealing with it, sir? Because it, it can't be easy. It can't be easy for any entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could tell you the other aspect of the pivot. Mm-mm. One of the programs was called WFH. Mm-mm. So you guys know that as work from home. From home. Mm-hmm. We call that work from hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, when that was first launched, sort of like a self-care stay, mm-hmm. um, everything that was provided is extremely basic because the, the clientele that were coming in basically had this um, notion where at home, they hear a lot of um, 
animals in the background. Yeah, got yeah and, 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 uh, and that is true, sir. BPO clients have been complaining about that. <laughs> so, like, I can hear the chicken. This right is a really funny story. Like a BPO client actually like complained, like, is that a rooster I'm I'm hearing? And then the, the agent actually said, No, ma'am, let me take care of your problem first. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> let me take care of your problem. <laughs> don't mind the rooster. I don't mind the rooster. Like it's it happened a lot. So I, I think like uh be being in the BPO industry as well, like my clients are really grateful for hotels like Golden Prince, you know, to offer it as a as a site where um, agents can work because you know without with, yeah without a place where people can work, especially the BPO industry, our economy would have like really tanked because like during the econ- during the you know the the hardest point of the pandemic, it was often said there were two legs. Of the Philippine economy, the BPO industry and the seafaring industry, yes. and like because of those, like like we the, the BPO industry would not have been able to keep up without hotels like Golden Prince supporting. We appreciate that. Um, let's talk also about the OFWs because that is a very interesting mix. Mm-mm. As per the Department of Tourism mandate now, they want you to categorize your hotel as either a leisure business or mm-hmm. do you want to be a isolation type of property, right? Nice, okay. So because of this segregation, mm-hmm. Golden Prince is definitely tagged as a business property. So because yeah. we have people that come in for workshops, they come mm-hmm. in for um, trainings, etc., and you have the BPOs there, the, the other property is basically for repatriation services. So... In, in line with the operation of DOT, OWA, and all that, um, OFWs are also housed in Golden Valley. Repa- mm-hmm. Repatriation hasn't been um, easy. There, it, it goes through this one whole year of um, this one whole year of scheduling, you know. So you have different OFWs from different parts of the the world mm-hmm. that that come back. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we were assisting in that manner also since um, mid last year. Mm-mm. That's great, sir. Like if you really thought about it, like there, it would have been easy. You know, as my husband would say, like especially how difficult it is, it would have been easy for you to say, you know what, I'm done with this. Let's just fold. I don't yeah. care about yeah. about it. I will save myself first. But in your case, you still cared about the community and you're still going, which we really appreciate. Like Miss Flair and I were just talking about it. It's like community over competition. Yeah, above that all was else. true. That was exactly and and, and you are embodying that. Yeah, yeah. So, what are your the- thoughts about that, sir? Like. Uh, community over competition thank you thank you for raising that um the topic when you come to an economy like this it is very it's very common that there will be some sort of price war Mm -mm. so you will see a lot of establishments trying to drop rates that you've never seen before Mm. if if you move towards like competition where this market is supposed to be yours um can you you can have it this one is mine. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, even though the volume is not the same as like 2018 or 2019 levels, somehow all of you are surviving somehow, even though um, it's it's little, you know? Yeah. So instead Picking of like, from the same bowl. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're all looking for long-term sustainability, right? Yeah. So instead of dropping your rates extremely low that it matches um, all the competition, it's still best that, um, okay, you take the this type of um, industry and then you take this type of industry and at the, at the same time, everyone gets to, to share from the limited mm. um, volume of business that is out there. Um, some can focus on weddings. Others can focus on right. other things. So you have to be careful with that niche. When you say community man good flair, it's it's more relevant now than ever yeah. compared to That's before. Right, like I appreciated it when you mentioned it. Like you're one of the very rare people that I deal with who you were talking about the vendors, you were talking about the suppliers. Because a lot of times, I have to be honest, suppliers and vendors get screwed over a yeah. lot of yeah. times. <laughs> but for you, sir, to care about the vendors and the suppliers, that's really nice and that's really sweet of you. It's like you, That's why you're embodying community and how it should be. Philippine like, values right there. Philippine values right there. Yeah. Like, like we're always talking about bayanihan and, you know, even the law. And sometimes like, yeah, I don't really see bayanihan, especially if you're so inconsiderate going out without a mask. But here's <laughs> Sir Aaron. Like, and like, like, I rarely ever hear anyone, sir, talk about suppliers and vendors the way you do. So I really, really appreciate that. Like, that's why, like, I think that's what makes Golden Prince a really good, great brand because you embody it and you live it and you're consistent about it. It's not just lip service. Thanks, Miss Connie. Because honestly, if you're talking about organizations like ours, Mm-mm. it has this ripple effect. Like, um, let's just say, let's just say we didn't operate this way. It has a ripple effect on what you said, the different suppliers. Yeah. Um, the guys who give you the vegetables, the guys who, who provide you um, um, laundry services, etc. Even the maintenance folks, the engineers. So um, there is a ripple effect upon so many different families and even their um, community, you know. Mm. So that's why we have to try to keep strong. So... We're just trying to be as realistic as possible with the, the situation. I'm not being too optimistic, but I'm also <laughs> showing you what are the realities of this world right now. Pre-pandemic, we enjoy the times of having full service and having mm-hmm. all the, the outlets at your disposal. Right now, we're operating in this um, basic manner. And once the economy slowly opens up, we, we just open it batch by batch. Mm-mm. And I do hope you open your eat all you can soon because that's our favorite part. Like I, I mentioned it to you, right? Yeah, like it's it's really good. Like it's it's really good what you're doing, sir. You did like, mention it. <laughs> and then sir, like with, with news now that you know we might go back in another lockdown, hopefully not. Like, how does that like make you feel as an entrepreneur? Like, you know, as you said, like back in 2020, maybe June, and people were like, okay, we'll be okay, we'll be back. Mm. And then we didn't expect that it will last a year. Uh, apparently, we are the world's longest. We have the world's longest lockdown. Like, how do you feel about oh it? God. And what are you, you know, what are you going to do? Like, if ever we go back on lockdown, hopefully not. Oh man, it's almost like a Guinness World of Records, huh? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're there. We're right there. <laughs> what are my thoughts, right? What are my mm. thoughts? Yeah. If we speak on behalf of tourism and hospitality, 
it's definitely a big challenge mm -hmm. because you are back to square one. Mm -mm. And from the limited amount of travel that's already occurring, mm -hmm. um, you are going back to 2020 levels again, ECQ days, etc. So there's definitely a side of us that is worried and anxious, but there should be the, the other mindset where you have to prepare for, for that type of scenario. Um, as to how, it still comes down to the stakeholdership, right? Number one is the employees that are within the bubble. You have a responsibility to them. Um, they also have families to feed, right? Mm -mm. So that's the first stakeholder. The, the second would definitely be clients because some of those that you don't meet in person, Sifler knows this, we, we do these virtual kumustahans, just mm -hmm. keep in touch, yeah. randomly send them food Invites. once in a while, <laughs> just out of the blue, random acts of kindness. Oh, um, that's nice, sir. The, the third stakeholder are the, the folks that are within your vicinity. So the barangays who, who help you out with traffic flow, etc. Yeah. Um, Cebu City is one key um, aspect of a group that you have to assist and your, your neighbors, you, you have to ask around as to how are they doing too? Because mm -hmm. this it's very psychological, you know? Yeah. If you get back into a lockdown scenario, there was this huge sigh of what are we going to do next, right? So yeah. um, it's more of like gearing up for, for something. We are still hopeful for some form of recovery. Um, but yeah. As I said, it's a long road ahead. <laughs> like Miss Flair and I like talked about it, sir. Like Miss Flair and I would often say that 2020 was when the plane crashed. This is the year when we pick up the pieces, or like this is when we fit. Right? Yeah, supposedly <laughs> when we finally see the debris and you know we sort it out. But as you said, sir, it's a it's a long way. But like I'm just glad that you know we have someone like you who really uh, embodies and cares about the community because like. That's what we wanted. That's why we wanted to invite you. Because more than ever, I think, like we think that, you know, our success as an entire nation depends on our community or us being a community. And we appreciate everything you do, sir. Thanks. I'm glad you said Bayanihan. I'm glad you mentioned nation building mm -hmm. earlier. It's it's really heartwarming, you know. That's That's part of like our... It it's, 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 it's really true, sir. Sure. Like, yeah. unfortunately, like our whether we admit it or not, our survival as a nation will depend on how considerate the next person is, right? Like, like as I said, like okay, well, there are people who wear masks and are very careful. There are also others who don't. You don't mind, and, like if they don't mind. One. So yeah. if you know, we we don't like if we don't care about the people in our bubble, and our bubble is so much bigger than we think then we, we're not going to see the end of this. And all we want is to see everyone at the end of this, finally. Because, like, we were, it was, it's a Cebu, and not just Cebu, like, 
I swear, like Golden Prince was a perfect example. It's a it was a microcosm of Cebu because you had everybody from all walks of life. You had, you had Miss like you had people from other provinces staying. Yeah. You had people who work in the government who are doing meetings there, or you know who they have um sort of trainings there. Then you have like people like us who went there for the yoga. You have people there. Who who go there for the food? So it was like that's what Cebu. It was like Cebu in a nutshell in in Golden Prince, and like, sir, yeah. wh- what would you say, sir? Like more or less, like the, your most optimistic. Um, your like most how would you say your most optimistic? <laughs> yeah, projection. Like will we ever get back to that lively, you know, atmosphere? All right, as optimistic as we could get, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! You're, you're trying to make a realist an optimist, but that's yeah, good. yes, like the most optimistic, yeah. <laughs> your most optimistics are like, like you know, like now as like uh, another entrepreneur friend said, like don't let you know, don't let this, don't get discouraged. This is not the time for us to get discouraged because the yeah, minute we yeah. get discouraged, that's it, like downhill from there. And there's no, you know, there's no going back from that. So your most optimistic projections. <laughs> I had lunch with Flair the other month, I think. We had this catch up. I was telling her about this aha moment that I have. You're right, Miss Tony, that Golden Prince is sort of like this microcosm, but the term I like to use is convergence, right? Yeah. Convergence of different uh, groups that we had together. Mm. I was telling her that in one event upstairs, we had a group of farmers. Mm -mm. Uh, It was conducted by DAR, Department Mm -mm. of Agrarian Reform and all that, uh, DA, those type of communities. In the other floor, we had a group of LGUs. Uh, local government units from different mm-hmm. towns like Argao, who has this mm-hmm. lovely um, Ginang Tableya, etc., Karkar. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had this talk on local tourism, grassroots. Um, in the other room, you had a group of these engineers, um, civil engineering, those guys who also talk about mechanical works and that type of thing, you know, sort of mm-hmm. like a small association meeting. If you observe the conversations in each of those rooms, you can start to connect certain problems. Like the problem of one room can be solved by the other one. Food security, one um, we're going to have problems with food security in the future. Oh, the farmers are there. Why don't you talk to them? You're talking about... You just want to mash them. Like, can you just talk? Can you just be in one room? All three of you talk, right? That's what I'm saying. Like... Um, all those bookings were coincidental, right? Like yeah. definitely they all booked at the hotel at different times. But I've seen this time and time again at the hotel, even in the previous years. That That's why we were involved with Cebu Business Month's Innovate Cebu, right. um, mm-hmm. um, Innovation in Action. There's this convergence because you have guys from the IT sector, you have people yeah. who are in church groups. We even have um, a group of, uh, what you call this, students in the the other room and then mm-hmm. there are mentors in the other room so mm-hmm. this convergence we see this in both the pre-pandemic days mm-hmm. and even until now because we've been ingrained um, locally so with that aha moment to answer your question the answer is yes there is some form of hope if the different communities will work together mm-hmm. so that's actually a big um <laughs> secret you know everyone 
knows about this, that's that's the solution. But if there is no form of convergence, then we we cannot move forward. If you guys read the book, The Medici Effect, mm -hmm. try to search it up, The Medici mm -hmm. Effect. Mm -hmm. It really talks about people from different communities. Mm -hmm. It encourages diversity of thought. So an artist in one room versus um, a scientist in another. Mm -hmm. Two completely yeah. different worlds. But it, imagine it you see the Plato's The Republic, sir. Like you mentioned, like different people, different skills, different talents, and they converge. It's In a way, it's kind of like Plato's The Republic. Like, you know, where there are people, the heads, the patricians, and you have you know the military people and then you have the laborers so and they come together to make you know a full functioning republic like it's kind of similar to that i think yes the my my point of mentioning that though is i don't want them to be living within like golden prince forever as mm -hmm. i this intersect or convergence of mm -hmm. people yeah. perhaps it should be structured in a way where they stay for a set period of time, discuss certain collabs or, or through these workshops or even FGDs, mm -mm. focus group discussions, and actually start working on those kind, of a, those kind of projects because I think that's where nation building begins. Mm -mm. It's not because, just the talk, right? The action yeah, should be there. I think Flair, you, um, Connie, we, we've seen so many talks in different universities or different yeah. conferences mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. where beautiful, beautiful presentations, graphs, <laughs> slides. This is, this is brilliant. Watch who got there. Huh? <laughs> um, how many percent of this is going to be implemented by the... Sir, I always oh. like rant to Miss Flair about that. Like, I think there was like last time with Ian Miss Flair, but it was about to rant and like good thing Ian was like, I'm not going to go there because we're about to offend someone. <laughs> we're about to offend. <laughs> we're but, about to offend someone but, again. <laughs> but but basically, sir, like it's it's like that. You're right, sir. Like we've seen so many talks, so many projects. Agree. So yeah, mm -hmm. and then that's why I was like, I think like the reason why that I love Miss Fair because like I can talk to her about everything and it's our shared idealism and disappointment at the same time. <laughs> sometimes that, we take it yeah, offline, that, that binds us, yeah, that binds us together. <laughs> You're right, sir. Like, yeah, um, we we see a lot of great presentation and great talks, but very little to no action. Yes. That's that's why so, I love Golden Friends because it's like. You see all of them there. You know, sir, like, while waiting for my yoga class because I arrive early, if I'm not getting coffee at the cafe, or not coffee, but tableya, I just like sitting there and watching everybody come, like, go in and out. Because you really see different people. And you just like, yeah. wow. So in inclusivity, right? Inclusivity. inclusivity. And I sit there, and when I have moments, and oh my God, I hate Cebu already. The traffic is really bad. <laughs> I want to leave. And then you see these people, and you're like, oh, that this is why I love Cebu. And this is why I choose to live here. It's like a love-hate relationship. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> leave Cebu. Because look at these people. Look at this culture. Look at the food. Look at it's It's amazing. And... um. It's like that's why I like every time, sir. Like I'm there, I get reminded of that, and like I get reminded of that and the hunger, <laughs> and like, like yeah, it's it's you're right. Like I wish there were more programs, like you know what you do now with um 
your um, DOH program and Golden Prince Carers because that's as you said that's how we build nations and 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 like keep the community solid but unfortunately there are very like there are few of you um, like you know we we need to clone yeah. you yeah. to have um, more projects like that because I barely see any corporate social responsibility programs I think we're all in one room already and from here, I believe that this is going to be part of the multiplier effect, right? Clear? Mm-hmm. This conic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That from this conversation, it will so somehow snowball into um, different types of collabs or, mm-hmm. or projects that we could work together to help enhance different um, individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the key things that we've observed, I've, I've had a chat with my president about this, Mr. Benny. In the past, we talk about the brain drain. Yeah. It's like, yep. why are all these um, top graduates going overseas? Why are they mm-hmm. being um, given these massive scholarships to, to go abroad and then they end up not um, coming back? They have this opportunity in different countries, right? Um, but right now, we're observing the Filipino diaspora returning back to its home. Mm-hmm. These OFWs from the cruise ships, um, from from different industries. As a matter of fact, we even have some scientists, doctors, also who are helping out with the the situation. So, from brain drain, it's turning out to be somehow of this brain gain. Mm-hmm. So, what better time than now to help with the rebuilding process? Maybe mm-hmm. you, me, and yeah. the audience here may not see the fruits. As of the time being, maybe our children will, yeah. will see the fruits of all It's like planting but... a tree, sir, I think. And I, it, isn't that what South Korea did? Like, I think they were so poor initially after the Korean War. And everybody decided to go home and build a country. And it's become a superpower. To finally yes. build a country. To come they they home built it. Like, everybody came home and they built it. And it's become a superpower. And, like, you're, like, idealistically, like... Honestly, sir, that's like every every time I get asked, why don't you want to leave the country? And ever since, my answer would be, this is home. So why should I leave? This is where I should be using my talents. And then, you know, you see the news every day. You're like, is it really worth it? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you said, right? Love-hate relationship. (laughs) And then, like... And then you, I get to talk to people like you and people like Miss Flair. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm here. I'll put this in context, Miss Connie. I think see, Flair knows this side of me already. Um, she knows that I was sort of raised in New Zealand. I lived for there, a good yeah, yeah. six mm-hmm. to seven years there. Mm-hmm. You look at the situation in New Zealand, they handled um, COVID beautifully. Well. Yes, yes, sir. Even with just like Two to three cases, all right, all of a sudden, everyone is communicated. They, mm. they already know what to do. The prime minister talks. Their contact tracing is amazing, sir. Like, they trace the virus to, what was that the last time? Was it the lid of a garbage can? Like, it's amazing yeah. what they're oh, doing. Oh, gosh, really? <laughs> Miss, they, they, traced a vi- they traced, like, a strain, I think, to a lid of a garbage can. That's how amazing their contact tracing is. You can't even trace yeah. <laughs> the first level person or whatever. So wow. That's basically where I'm getting at, where you have a country like New Zealand. How come 
a lot of my friends and peers are asking, how come I didn't stay there? Oh, yeah. I've been asking yeah, yeah, yeah. you that too, remember? Yes, sir. Like, like everybody's trying to move. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Everyone is like moving towards the direction of wanting to go to this New Zealand, Canada, mm. Australia, etc. And then I'm the one who's trying to go against the tide. And then you are. I want to help my, mm-hmm. my, lovely, my lovely country, the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> that's love right there, right? <laughs> like When you choose to stay, that's And to love. be in pain every day. <laughs> so I guess, I guess that puts it in context where um, we, we love a challenge. Mm. We always love a challenge. Yep. Um, we've, we've always had this underdog mentality where um, you have to fight hard every single time mm. even with our, our parents the way we were like raised up it's never given up front you have to kind of like earn it mm-hmm. so that's that's a mentality that I hope that we can have here as well during this um, pandemic I know it's not going to be easy to be um, telling everyone to, to think that way but it's it's a long shot mm-hmm. and But now we're here, right? So let's work together. <laughs> <laughs> we're all after moonshots. Like, yeah, that's, that's, moon what shot. all, that's all. what we're here for, the moonshots. Like as entrepreneurs, like all, like all three of us, we chose the difficult path. Like, we, you know, like, like, like Ryan, what Ryan said some, like a few days ago, Missy said like, there are days that I get like, yeah, I should have just worked for someone else and I don't have to worry about this but then you realize yeah I like what I'm doing and I can't imagine doing anything else or like as you said Sir Aaron like you were already in New Zealand like that's like a majority of Filipinos dream to move they want to go there yep yeah <laughs> and you decided to come back it's like yeah typically like why <laughs> but why why, why? <laughs> every, every time you go to New Zealand I mean sorry a reunion When you, when you go to a reunion, why are you back here? <laughs> what? And then the next reunion, why are you still here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why are you still here? You, you, were already, you already escaped, sir, but you decided to come back. <laughs> you guys are funny. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So, um, as a wrap-up, let's uh, wrap this up. If you, Sir Aaron, if you could share like in one word or phrase what your outlook would be like in terms of the recovery itself for the Cebu business community, would you be able to wrap it up in one word? How can we survive this? Rebuild. I, I mentioned it earlier. Actually, there are too many key words that um, I gave there earlier, sort yep. of like this convergence Mm-mm. Um, realignment. I talked about that also. I talked about um, competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, competition. But rebuild. We are part of that journey right now. This is the this is the time. Yeah. Whether it's um, rebuilding your business, rebuilding your life, or rebuilding the the country, it has to begin with um, you, actually, as a citizen. So you would have to ask yourself basically your purpose in life and what skill set that you can offer to, to help everyone move forward. So it's basically hashtag move forward and also hashtag rise up 2021. That's, that's kind of the mentality that was um, given to us to start the year. Um, I know a lot of people are, what's this? They find resilience already sort of 
overused or being yeah. like, toxic. I, I, I think that, that, that term they use are is resilience porn. I, I think yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. mentioned that. that. It's like yeah. it seems that we always glorify our resilience and instead of building something sustainable and actually solving problems, yep. we just rely on glorifying our, our resilience. It's like, oh, we will make it because we're resilient, but what are we doing about it? So we don't have to go through the same things again and have to rely on our resilience. So, that's so not resilient this time. Yeah. You kind of like zoom in towards like rebuilding your habits, mm. rebuilding your attitude. What areas can you like um, sharpen and become better at? That's, that's the best we could do now um, as a group. I'm right. not speaking on behalf of just Golden Prince as an organization, I'm also speaking on behalf of um, different companies, different entrepreneurs, mm. MSMEs. Yes. I just have um, to say, I'm so grateful for Cebu Chamber of Commerce for your, the, the statements that Sir Felix and, and you guys have been, um, um, have been like, like, you know, these have been printed on, on media. Because thank you for standing up for every single business in the True. city that's struggling. So when like Cebu Chamber of Commerce says, no, we cannot afford that anymore. Or no, we cannot do that. Thank God, Lord. Someone is standing <laughs> up, right? Uh, for us. The voice. Have the voice. <laughs> exactly. And I super appreciate that too. Like, and, really. and you and Miss Larissa are part of Cebu Chamber of Commerce. So we, we are. are ever yeah. grateful. <laughs> Thank you for standing. Welcome up for to us. the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that that was super fun, like talking to you, Sir Aaron. And I love the keyword or key phrase that you chose. It's rebuild. So yeah, let's wrap it up. And again, thank you to you, Sir Aaron. Thank you so much, Talaga, for being our guest today. Thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> sir. Salamat, Miss Clear, Miss and all the listeners um, of Wicked Thoughts. Thank you <laughs> thank for inviting you, um, Golden Prince Hotel and the other it's organizations that I also our honor. <laughs> represent. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, and sir. also to Miss Coney. Thank you, Talaga Miss Coney, for being You're our welcome, awesome co-host, of course, of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and to our sponsors, awesome. <laughs> Third Team Media, thank you. To Jim, thank you, Jim, for helping us out. <laughs> and Jim thank Mel. you. Yep, he's here. <laughs> and thank you to Aleph Talent Solutions. Send my regards to Simon. Miss Coney is here. <laughs> and to Grow Libro, thank you. Content Dash. And of course, our podcast partner. I'm the here company. at the company. And so, yeah, if you want to come here, you can use the code FLAIRE, F-L-E-I-R-E, for your free four hours trial on their regular day. So visit them. And of course, thank you. Thank you to our viewers and to our listeners. Till next episode. Thank you. That wraps up this episode from Wicked Thoughts. Make sure to subscribe and join the host on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flare. That's patreon slash F-L-E-I-R-E for exclusive content. Tune in for more Wicked Conversations right here at Wicked Thoughts.